there's a space where you get too comfortable, but you don't want your life to be like uncomfortable all the time, right? So how do you guys balance that? What do you guys try to do, or if anything? How do I deal with comfort? Like, yeah, like what? What do you? What do you like? Yeah, how do you deal with it? For example, here I'll, I'll give you how I deal, or I'll try to kind of like get uncomfortable in a way, mm-hmm. because I feel like it's important to to do the uh, to get uncomfortable, because that's gives you opportunity for growth. Definitely. Mm. And what I do and I've done like in the past is uh, I've tried to like do like one month challenges, kind of like what you said earlier. Like, exactly. One month challenges. What's up, y'all? This is another episode of Deep Thoughts. This time we brought back the Young Avell for another episode. The Young Avell is a recording artist, a YouTuber, and he has his own clothing line. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that like button and subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a rating or a review. And shout out to Lucas Warren for dropping a review on Apple Podcasts. Enjoy the show. Boom, 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 boom. Three cameras this time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I just want to start off with how the hell did you get a snake, bro? Because I was doing some research. And I was looking up like your videos and stuff on YouTube. Uh-huh. And I, I just seen you playing with a snake. And I'm like, how the So I got Cora. Cora's a Brazilian rainbow boa. And she'll be about five, six feet. She's like maybe three feet now. 20, 25 year lifespan, God willing. Um, I got her from... I got dispatched to a turtle call. You know, I work for FWC, Fish and Wildlife. So I got dispatched to people that were illegally selling turtles on the side of the road. So I pulled up, basically, long story short, confiscated the turtles from this little family. Because you got to have a certain permit. Yeah. And uh, I went to the reptile spot to give them back. I had to give them to a reptile store. And uh, I just was shopping around. I was just looking around after I dropped them off. And I seen Brazilian rainbow bow. And I was like, oh, that sounds unique. So I was like, do you have any uh, babies? The guy was like, yeah, I do. I was like, do you have any girls? And he was like, yep. And I was like, hmm, I might be back tomorrow. <laughs> I did my research that whole night of how to set up, uh, take care of a Brazilian rainbow boa. And I was there the next day and I brought Cora back home. And then two days ago, <laughs> I wanted a... Uh, I was doing research on emerald tree boas because they look so beautiful and I like how I like their color scheme. So I wanted to find one. I called people and they're like, yeah, we just got a new batch. I was like, I'm in there. That's final. So I went two days ago and picked up Lakshmi and she's about the same age as Cora. So she's around one, one year old. And, uh, I set up the enclosure. I didn't like how I set it up the, uh, the first time. Yeah. And then yesterday I got some new stuff and now I finally set it up and she seems to be settling in nicely. Supposedly they're nippy, but yeah. I don't, you know, emerald tree bows have the largest fangs of any non-venomous snake. So people are uh, afraid to to handle them like that, yeah. you know, so, but Lakshmi seems to be, you know, she, I got that, I got good energy, so I know how to handle her. I don't be like bothering her like that so she just chills on my hand when i have handled her the two times that i have Damn. okay yeah <laughs> you got two yeah. snakes in your but they're they stay like in a in like a little thing right <clears throat> a little terrarium terrarium yeah it's called a terrarium uh, terrarium yeah 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 man 
Man. So how you guys doing, man? What's up? It's good to be back. It's good to be back. I in fear right now. Who me? Yeah. Uh, of snakes. Yeah, you. Uh, like I said, like he, I he's said, not I, going I, to your place. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember. I remember, man. I saw him. You walked in, twisted roots with Cora. Yeah. In your hand, and I said, "Is that a yes? That's a snake." <laughs> All right, I'll be over here. Or <laughs> the sweetest thing, man. She wouldn't, she wouldn't harm. She hasn't struck at me or anything, man. She's yeah. And you know what? It's not even a. You fear. Could kiss her on her face, and she won't do it's anything. It's not that. Right. Like it's they'll not do, like they'll, they'll lick you or kiss you. They'll smell you <laughs> with the tongue. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's not. Um. <clears throat> like oh, the snakes are. You know, they're gonna attack me or or harm me. It's none of. It's. A personal fear that I have to deal with. I have to overcome that. Um, I could bring her over and you could face that fear. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, you know what? That's, her, that's, <laughs> I'm, I'm that's how you it. really face it. <laughs> I'm with it. She's, actually, she's in you the say car that right now. Until I bring her up. No, I'll be like, you. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> how often do they eat? What do you feed a snake? So she's young. They're both young. So, so they'll eat once a week. Friday is feeding day. Oh, wow. Yeah, once that's, a week. That's low maintenance. Yeah, yeah, they're reptiles. Remember, they're reptiles. Are, they're they're cold blooded, so yeah. they don't have a fast metabolism like warm blooded animals. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Duh. No. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's no the idea. that's one of the perks of being cold blooded. You can have one large meal and you I can be good for like two weeks. I haven't studied reptiles yet, so okay. I'm, I'm lacking on that. Yeah, yeah, reptiles are amazing, man. They're one of my favorite class of animal. I, I had a turtle once. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. That's cool. <laughs> I caught a turtle once, and then my grandma took care of it for like a month. And they, oh, I then they you... threw it. They threw it back in the water. Oh, okay. Yeah, this was back when I was young too. So when I had my turtle, or I found it, I don't know. It just came, and I, I, I took it. I was like, oh my god, you're so cool. And back when I was a kid, dude, I wasn't afraid of anything. Like, the child in me was just happy to be around any, and it could have been anything, like a snake, anything. Yeah. I, I loved it. So I had the turtle, and I am, I was going somewhere with my mom. Like she, she said, hey, let's, let's take a trip. I said, okay, cool. I'll take the turtle. I don't want to, like, you know, I don't want to come back and have it missing or anything. So I'll just put you in a little bucket. I'll put a couple, like, lettuces in there for you, you know. Mm-hmm. Eat, eat. I'll be right back. Come back. Turtle's gone, dude. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Turtle's gone. I feel like somebody took it. <laughs> somebody Yo, I don't know that. who it was, but somebody took. But I don't want to look. Look, I had some hating family members at the time, man. Somebody just took my turtle, bro. I think it was my uncle. I feel like everybody at some point had a turtle when they grew up. Because I remember my, I remember turtles being around in my like cousin's house and stuff. Little baby, red-eared or yellow-eared sliders, yellow belly sliders. Damn. Yeah. Reptiles are cool, man. Eventually, you got to upgrade the snakes, though. Yeah. And then, Wait, if, <laughs> if you're really crazy, go to alligators. Do you know, do you, do you have any idea, like, the origin of the of the fear? Wait, of snakes? Yeah, do you it know? It could be family. It could be, um, you know. Because my, my mom, yeah. she hates snakes. Mm. And I don't know, I don't know about my dad. I don't know how he feels about it. But my mom, I know for a fact, she hates them. So, um... One day, there was a snake, like back when I was young, there was a snake uh, wrapping a, wrapping itself around the tree. 
And I ran inside because I, I was afraid of it. I didn't even know why. Like, this fear, I feel like it was hereditary. Like, I just got it, you know? Mm. So I ran inside. I was like, yo, mom, she's naked. Yo, she freaked out. And I guess it just, you know, subconsciously, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess. She packed the bags and moved sense. out. <clears throat> yeah. Like, chop, that, <laughs> chop that stink's head off or something. Yeah, that's yeah, that was the end of it. <laughs> that's what? I'm sorry. That's what happened. Poor snake, man. He's just yeah. trying to live, just trying to get up the tree, you know, look for some food. Next thing you know, he's dead. Humans, well, I mean, man. Yeah. Humans. Hum- I mean, human. Yeah, we're right. generally scared of reptiles. I think, right? We're scared of a lot of stuff that we're like hundreds of times bigger, bigger than. Not, not, not like a big cat though. No, big cat. Up. That's that's like bigger than us. Yeah, saying like hundreds of times bigger than like a bug or a oh, snake okay, okay, okay. or a mouse. You know, but a snake can grow up to six feet. You said, yeah. Well, I'm sure the one that you killed was nowhere near. I snake. didn't kill it. No, don't put that on me, man. I, I mean, I never snake murder. <laughs> now, now I'm getting I'm getting judged and shit. <laughs> this poor animal is just trying to live, man. Just trying to exist. And humans, man, humans just gotta be like, nah, you can't be here. Like what? Why? Yeah, you're right. trying to be. You're right about that. Man. That's true. That's that cuz uh, comes with the territory being the apex species of the planet. We just kill shit. Whenever we don't like it, ah, I'm just gonna kill you. I mean, even humans too, right? We kill each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only species that has war, humans. Yeah. Can you pass me that? So I can get more loose. I'm starting to get loose. Crater, <laughs> man. This is the healthy alternative. Closer to you. <clears throat> this is the healthy alternative to, uh, you know. This is what the the spiritual people drink, man. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a tea. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice tea. All right, so the last time we had you on, we didn't really get to talk about semen retention that much because we only talked about it towards the end. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you, like, how did you get into that that journey? Because for people who don't know, like, um, the younger Vel, he has like a whole YouTube channel where he goes and he talks about his journey with uh, semen retention, and he also uploads his music and other things about his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about self-development and positive manifestation, masculine energy, you know, a little bit of red pill stuff, and uh, semen retention just falls right into that. So I've been on the retention journey for probably like on and off since 2017, and I got into the academy in 2018, and I was kind of forced to, that discipline came, but I was still... You know, a little bit fap, and I'm not even gonna hold you, but not not as much as I used to when I was younger. But 2019 to now is when I was earnestly on the path. Mm-hmm. So 2019, I'll say, so probably like not even long, like two years, and in two years, uh, in 2019, I hit my first 90 day streak. So I went 90 days, and I was like, damn, yo, I feel totally different. Like my voice got deeper. My every I started having ideas. I created my YouTube channel because I started having that and that creative force Dur- flowing oh, during through those me. ninety days. Yeah, after the ninety oh. days. That's why my first video. I think my second video was my ninety day video. My first video was just me talking about um, some about a woman or something like that. Like, don't worry about finding a woman. The right woman will come when you're ready. Something like that. And it was in my car. And then somebody commented like, 
this is a cool video. You should do more of these. And then I was like, let me just talk about my 90-day video, my 90-day experience. And up to date, that's been my most viewed video, like 30,000 views. So I'm like, damn, people really are interested in this subject. And since then, I've been working it into my lifestyle. Because being sexually active, you got to kind of figure out how I'm going to, how you're going to still get the benefits of semen retention. But let's be honest, you know, you're going to have sex most likely. Especially with a girl that you, if you really like her, she's attractive and you see her consistently, you got to figure out how am I going to still maintain the lifestyle that's beneficial for me, meaning retention, and still enjoy myself. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, like, how does it work in a relationship, you know? Because, <laughs> well, yeah. I just passed. Uh, I'll give you an example. No, not November just passed, yeah. and I was still sexually active in no, not November, but I was just retaining my seed. So you get to a point where you can have sex, but you just don't release. Mm. Yeah. So you could get, you can bust those sweet watery guts down, but you don't gotta, <laughs> you don't gotta release. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But that's a. I started doing that maybe last year or the year before. I think it was last year I started doing that, where I was being sexually active and I'm and I was like, you know what? Let me. I'm eight days in. Let me just hit the two week mark. But I'll have sex on like day nine or day ten, and I'll be like, damn, I'm I'm really close to my goal. I don't want to release, so I would just stop. And it's another thing while you're doing it. Not to get really technical, but while you're doing it, you got to kind of step away from the animalistic side of your brain. Like when you're like, and you're starting to get to that yeah. to that place where your body just wants to procreate, release. You got to slow it down and you got to stay away from that side. So you got to really be in tune with your breath, be in tune with the woman. You know, look, you know, I, li I look at her. I like to just see how she's enjoying herself. And that kind of puts me in the moment and just relaxes me. The next thing you know, she's done, and I'm chilling. And I'm like, all right. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> My job here is done. Just pack your bag. Yeah. It's cool, though, because then you can go again, and then again, and then again, and then the girls, they're always like, man, how? How? Like, how? This is amazing, and all that kind of stuff. It is a challenge, though. The more that you have sex within that session, the closer you get to releasing. So you kind of got to be mindful of, not having five rounds in one, you know, man, short time This man time doing frame. sex push-ups, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the seed is worth it, man. The seed is, is way worth, is more, to me, it's more worth that temporary release. Like, the benefits that come. Because, dude, you stand out in a room without even saying a word. Mm -hmm. Have you guys practiced retention at all? Yeah, I have, I have. I've gone um, ninety days as well, so I Can know you exactly. You tell me when some like insane yeah. amount, like no, no, no. It was <laughs> twenty years, <laughs> twenty three years, <laughs> twenty six years. I'm holding it down to this day. <laughs> I got the record. <laughs> See, he's a virgin. That's why. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, ninety days, man. I hit ninety days. During November, I believe. Uh, no, right after November. So, like, December 1st. This, I complete, this? Yeah. Nice, man. I completed my... Yeah. I completed my 90 days, man. And, yo, I definitely agree with you. Like, you feel a surge of energy. Like, you're... 
you can do whatever you put your mind to. Um, and I had the idea to come up with um, Flamo Sound, which was a, a platform, a music platform for underground artists. Mm. That came to me during that time. Mm. Um, my, I started working on more music. My voice definitely changed. I, I'm sure you guys can hear it now. Because um, <laughs> before I, I was like, hey guys, how's it going? You know, like yeah. my voice hey, changed. Up? Hey, what's up? <laughs> it changed, man. Like, yeah, it's that real. testosterone. Yes. You know what's interesting about testosterone? People call it the success hormone. Mm. The success hormone because testosterone has an interesting uh, thing to it, right? What it does is, one of the things that it does is, when you have a challenge or something like that in front of you or some sort of competition or just a challenge, you'll get a boost of testosterone. And if you are favor if you end up with a favorable result in that challenge, your testosterone has the ability to upregulate itself to be like your levels go up higher where it goes into your personality profile. So you'll have a more dominant personality more over time. Oh, wow. Naturally. Yeah. So your baseline will be a dominant, more dominant person the more that you succeed in those challenges. And that puts you in situations where, you know, you take more risks, you're more confident, you're stronger, and it's just an overall, like, it's an overall, they call it the success hormone. Put I yourself mean, in those situations. From what I've, from what I've researched, <laughs> um, it's released when you succeed. When you succeed, uh, your body releases testosterone. Mm. Which raises the levels. Which is interesting. I don't know specifically why, but yeah, when you succeed in something, like in any thing in particular, you you release testosterone. It has like the it has the properties of like putting you ahead in social dynamics. It's like a biological thing that puts the best parts of you forward, so you can stand out in social circles, uh, decision making. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like lead the lead. You know what I'm saying? And it's just so interesting because there's so many benefits, but yet not people don't tap into that stuff. You know, we've got that. We live in a society where men are, and I say this a lot. I say everyone's all hot and bothered about women are, are this and that. You know, this is, and that now everybody knows about the red pill and female nature and stuff like that. And how feminism has overcorrected type of stuff. So the real problem, though, is that it's a, a lack of masculine energy. A lot, a lack of good, positive, like, I don't want to say positive masculinity because that's a little cliche. I'm talking about, like, the right kind of masculine energy where you know how to funnel it. You lead and you have, you're leading people to a place worthy of being led to. You know, like being your best self. That's what society is lacking because you know we got porn addictions we got alcohol all these type of vices social media that people fall under and they just never take the chance to overcome that urge long enough to reap the benefits of becoming a strong man yeah you know mm. so so then i know this is a rabbit hole but what does a world where you know everyone's just say you know like in a more leadership role where everyone's going down that right path which is subjective right mm -hmm. 
But what does that look like? What does that world look like? I think everybody has something to bring to the table. Okay. Like, I, I, everybody's different. Everybody has something that, or can do something a little bit better than the next person. So the question is, are you going to tap that about yourself? Are you going to dive? Because we're talking about potential. Yeah. Potential is the thing that separates, that will bring you to that, that society. Everybody's doing their thing. It's basically people have to live up to their potential. And people have to get away from all the stuff that takes away from that. Yeah, yeah you're, you're right. You're right about that. But I also believe that there's, there is... A society like that, you know, hmm. there's the people who are tapping into their potential and, you know, they're exceeding in their potential. And then there's the people who, who aren't. You're always going to have two sides hmm. of everything. You're going to have your light. You're going to have your dark. Right. If there's a world filled with light, how would you like how would you even know, you know, because hmm. everything around you is light. Right. Same thing for dark, the opposite. So you got to know what's bad for you to know what's good. Subjectively, of course. It, it all depends on, on you, on the person. If you didn't go through those years of, you know, fapping and the, the low energy, you wouldn't be who you are today. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be in that leadership position, that confident, like, masculine body man that you are today if you didn't have those dark times. Mm-hmm. It's just we all have to... You know, it has to click for us individually, mm-hmm. every single one of us. And then we can make that switch or that change. Kind but of some question. of us never get that. You know, we never get that realization. We don't have those figures in our life to say, okay, you know what? Like, hey, yo, actually stop for a second and look, look at, look at you. Do you like where you are? Do you like what, you know, what you're around? Do you? But I'm sorry, go. <laughs> no, I have a question. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you think that. In order for a society to, for people within that society to reach that that potential, do you think there has to be a certain amount of the population at the bottom for people to be like, I want to stand out? Yeah, that means that there might be, have to be some sort of always. There's going to be people that pool at the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Do I know. You, do I you think that's a necessity. Or will that ever go away type of thing? That's not going away. Because, honestly, and this is just my view, the world is perfect. And here's what I mean by that. Perfect, yes. The Perfectly world, shitty. The no, world, I'm <laughs> The world is perfect, man. It's... Some, some people clenching their fists right now. It's good. <laughs> I, got, I got a couple of art authors. <laughs> I'll show you perfect. Um, yeah, and what I mean by that is all throughout, like, existence, there's always been, you know, your thriving societies and then your not so. But I remember growing up, dude, I was growing up in what we would call the hood, right? Mm-hmm. I was growing up in low-income, not... Dirt, like, and I don't mean to, like, hurt, you know, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. just Not poverty. Poverty. Like, it was hard. It was hard. It right. was hard is what I would say. Yeah, it was hard. But not for me. Life was great. Everything around me was great. Like, that's, 
going back to, I wasn't afraid of anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I was outside playing in the dirt. I was, we had a hoop in the back. Mm-hmm. I was playing ball. I had friends coming over every week. Right. Sure. The outside looking in, bro, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're in a rough spot. Class, yeah. yeah, you're in a rough But not for me. Not for my people, like people, like not for, you know, my family. Like we came from, or my parents are Haitian. Like we came from the Caribbean. It was rough over there. Mm. So for for them to make that change, that transition from where they were mm. to the U.S., dude, it was a, a life change for them. So to them, they thought, yo, this is, I'm good now. I got out of my dark spot, my, my dark, you know, I got out of that. Now I'm in the light. It's all subjective, dude. Yeah, perspective. That's yeah, a like, point. The world is perfect. I kid you not. That's it's just how yes, it's like you said, it's perspective. It's how we I may see you and say, Oh, nah, dude, you you're going through a lot. But in your head, yo, life is amazing. Mm-hmm. I just got a, a job that's paying me fifteen dollars an hour, man. I didn't my old job was paying me eight. Right. Funny, so, I um I was watching hood vlogs the other day, and sometimes I watch it just to, cause I come from that area as well, like that type of lifestyle. But I was never in it. I had a great time and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I lived well, and um I listen to how they talk and stuff, and like yeah, it was rough here. People get shot every day. All t- that kind of energy. Yeah. They're grown up obviously now, and they are talking about the projects that they l- used to live in, or some live live into this day and one of the late the girls was like yeah but when i was growing up though i had fun i was i had friends on the four on the fourth floor on the seventh floor of the project building and my friends were always out in the front we went to the park we played manhunt in the building and i'm like and i'm like yeah like i did the same thing yeah you know i did the same things in my area my neighborhood so it's like it goes back to perspective you know not only perspective but i think and I don't know if this is the same thing, frame of reference. If you're a kid and you don't have any frame of reference in terms of poverty or poor stuff, you're going to be like, yo, this is fine. Yeah. But your parents are going to, they're the ones that might be aware of, man, I need to get us out of this situation because of they have a different frame of reference because they're adults. Yeah. So they're thinking about economy and jobs and stuff like that you don't have the frame of reference of what it's like to work mm-hmm. so you it's like being privileged you know what i'm saying yeah you, you don't know you have something to add. oh i was just gonna say yeah like because you don't know what you're missing out on basically is the sense yeah. like you don't because like now like because the internet and social media like you know like how other people are living and what they have and what you don't have and that comparison and knowing that you could have more or don't have certain things that can lead to to like feelings of uh oh this isn't fun because I'd rather have that you know yeah too many other frame of references available now now that we have social media it like makes our own frame of reference seem insignificant like I'm doing a so so I did and I don't say this to brag or anything like that this is just because I like to challenge myself. Mm-hmm. No Nut November was, I did it for 30 days, whatever. And uh, I wanted to do it. I had never done it in my retention journey. I was, you know, I had failed the previous two years, either being with a woman or fapping, I don't remember. But 
I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Boom, I did it. And then December 1st came and I was like, man, let me still challenge myself. What can I do? I still want to bust sweet watery guts. But November is, <laughs> o- November is over, so I don't gotta I don't gotta hold myself down, like hold myself back anymore. But I still wanted to challenge myself, so I'm doing social media detox. So yeah, I've been on I've been on social media since December, and I'm gonna do that till the end of the year. And man, boy, do I tell you, I feel like I'm not missing out on anything. Man, I feel I feel I'm like at two and a half months right now. Actually, I think nice. I'm at three. <laughs> Dude, I took eye. yo, I took one too. I did it for how good is it? Like how good is like you chilling? It becomes your life again. Your life is your life again. Yeah, you're not influenced. You're not checking up, and it cuts down on the distractions. You know, like because I feel like that was a major thing. Like if you're bored somewhere, you just oh, I'll just go on the phone and right scroll, look at somebody else's life. Yo, it's okay. It goes back to what you said about frame of reference, man. So. When you're on social media, especially if you're looking at other people's lives, you you're constantly changing that. You know, it's from it's it goes from all right, this is me, this is where I'm at today, and then somebody shows you this life. Somebody else shows you that. You know, you're seeing all of these different types of lives and subconsciously you don't know it, but you're comparing a little bit. A lot of it. What so you know, I, I yeah. you're right. You're absolutely right. Subconsciously, you're comparing. Once you take that out of the equation, dude, it goes back to you. Like you put importance back into your life. And then you can really work mm. on changing, on like advancing or doing whatever it is that you, you know what I'm saying? Like that you set out to do in your life. And you'll take those big ass steps that you wouldn't wouldn't be taking if you were still comparing. Because what what comparing does is instead of making you take a step forward, you take a step back. And I hate that. Mm, I hate a, that. And I know point. that's a hard word to use. No, that's but a great it's, point. Yo, that's a great point. I hate it. Why do you think comparing makes you take a step back? It, okay, so. Maybe because it holds you back from working on yourself, or is it something like more of a definitive step back? It's it's okay when you, when you're doing that, and this is how I personally feel. When you're comparing, you have less time working on, you know, changing you, lower, you know, taking those leaps, those steps Proving. forward, mm-hmm. and more time comparing yourself to someone else. If that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Now you're distracted by like someone else's life or, or something that you want instead of working towards accomplishing and achieving something. So it's more it's a like distraction. A, it's more like a stalemate. Like yes. you're being stagnant. Yeah. You're not doing a goddamn thing. One hundred percent. But just looking at you. 100%. And if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. You're right? moving back and yo. When you when you learn that about life, bro, <laughs> when you learn that about life, because nothing is a standstill, mm. nothing remains still. Right, it's always moving. Right. So if yeah. you're not moving forward, you're moving back, bro. Now check this. This is interesting because we're talking about time and and forward progression and mm. how that's a constant, right? The interesting thing about time, and maybe I'll even say it growth, but it's it's. It's hard to say that with humans because we're subjective. We're not like a plant, you know. Growth 
time moves forward in cycles. It's cyclical. So do we, is our growth cyclical? You know what I'm saying? Like do, because I feel like these things, right? They say certain patterns come around in cycles. Like you won't break. The same thing will come around in different forms until you break out of that. Yeah. Like if you date a girl and you don't, you don't learn your lesson and you, you take advantage, because I've been there, you know, I've been in relationships with a, with a certain type of girl just because she, I'm very attracted to her and she's attracted to me, but she's not good for me. Whatever it's hard, it's good for a little bit, then it's horrible. Happens right again. You know what I'm saying? Like the same cycle comes up again. Do I learn my lesson? Nope. Yeah. Same thing. And I'm not able to advance until I pass that cycle. Until I learn that cycle. And then once I once I make a conscious choice, once I say, you know what? Nah, like from jump. Yeah, like nah, this ain't, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever. It's not doesn't necessarily have to be a girl. But once I meet that challenge and I can identify this is the same type of energy that I was dealing with before, mm-hmm. let me do something different. When I do that, things start to move forward. Here's what I'll add to that. Mm-hmm. So there's two worlds, and I always talk about this. There's your inner, and then your inner basically reflects everything outside. And this is how I feel. Once again, I don't want to, I'm not pushing anything on anybody. Um, so once it, when something becomes conscious, right, like once you're aware of a, of a situation or a lesson, you got it. Mm. You beat it. It's when you're not aware, it repeats just like you said, it repeats. The lesson keeps coming back and back and back and forth. It'll always come up. It'll always come up mm. until something just clicks with you. Like it, and check this. It only clicks when the image is formed mm. in your mental, in your mind. Here's what I mean by this. And I had this conversation yesterday with someone. She actually explained it to me in her own words. She was talking about the religion. And she explained it to me, and I said, yo, this is, this is what it means to, like, understand life using, how do you say Because everybody has their own ways of explaining something, right? You can explain how life works through spirituality. Somebody else can do it through religion. Somebody else can do it through science, you know, mm-hmm. but it's all the same. So she says, listen, you can speak to me all day, but those words mean nothing. Like, they carry nothing. Mm-hmm. It's not until... You explain it in a way where I can conceive the image. Like the image, because your mind thinks like that. You have two sides. Mm-hmm. You have the logical and then you have the, you know, like. Once you get the image, you get it subconsciously. You get it subconsciously, it's a wrap. Like it, it's, it's like a download. It goes into your soul. Mm-hmm. So you learn the lesson and you break that chain of like, you know, the re- repetition, you break the, the cycle. But you can only learn it through image. Now, here's, that's, that's interesting you say that because I will rebuttal that by saying you can become aware of the image, but I feel like it's only truly learned in choice, okay, in, okay. in action. Okay. So if that same thing comes up, now you have the image of like, oh, snap, I'm in the same situation again. You've understood it. That image is formed in your mind. Now comes the choice because mm-hmm. you could become aware of it and be like, 
ah, fuck it, I'm still gonna fuck this girl, or like <laughs> I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna go. So I think the lesson comes with choice. I think choice is what's gonna take you to the next step because it's like, it's like you proving yourself that you're worthy of handling more. Yeah. You know, when you make the right choice in face of a, of something that's hard for you, something that's difficult for you, a lesson that you needed to learn. When you make the proper choice, it's like it's like Thor when his ha- when he gets his hammer back, he's like, I'm still worthy. You know, when you make that choice, you're saying to yourself, to life, like, I'm worthy of more. I'm wor- I'm worthy of more than this situation that's been presenting itself to me because I'm choosing something different. I'm choosing because, dude, it's those choices that that come. I mean, those lessons that come up over and over are hard for us to break through. That's why they keep coming up. That's why they cycle over and we keep falling back in. But once we make that choice to pass through it, because remember, you could the the addict is fully aware that he has a problem, but he's still gonna become an addict. Still gonna use. You know what I'm saying? Like he still he still has that tendency. But once he makes that choice, now the doors open up for him to step into a real new reality. Okay. All right. I'll I'll take both of those and I'll I'll merge them. Yeah, gel gel. And I'll gel them together. And reason why I say that is because we met um nice girl and she had, you know, she was dealing with some things. She said she's now staying in a in a halfway house. And it's mm. hard. It's very hard to, um, you know, to live this new life, to, to stay on the path that she's on because everyone in the house is doing, you know, like they're doing their addiction. Like they're stuck in that. And her trying to make a difference is it's challenging for her because she's surrounded by people who are, you know, constantly going back into that ditch. So, but... What she did, and this is this is why I even I even brought up image in the first place. What she did was because we had a mini podcast with her too. She was in a room. She was talking to us, and what she said was, "Yo, I see it. Like she's aware of it, mm-hmm. right? I truly believe when you're not, you know, you could you could be deep in that what in that darkness." When you're not aware of it, bro, like, it's just, it engulfs you. Like, it eats you up. Mm. But the second it's brought to your consciousness, yo, you see, you see yourself now. You see your surroundings. You see what you're around, like, what what surrounds you. Mm. And then you're able to make that choice. You can then make the choice to, you know, whether or not if you want to do it or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. But until you see it, yo, it's... The gateway is there's nothing. There's nothing. There's Doors nothing closed. you can do, and we've all been there. I've been there. Yo, you could think something is great for you, personally. You could think it's amazing, but that's because you don't see the harm or whatever you know it's doing. What whatever it's causing you to you know, basically to to go back. You don't see it, and until you do, you can't make that step forward. It's crazy. It's crazy when when you make that that different choice, how things kind of show you like, yes, this is, they open up for you. It's yeah. like the floodgates open once you slay the dragon. You know, once you slay the dragon, 
you get the princess type of vibe. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like you get that you get that that breadcrumb from the universe, from God or whatever that shit that says, Yo, carry on. Like, yo, that that was tough. Like that was dope. Keep it up. Yo, you know man. what I'm saying? Listen, listen, listen. I wanna talk about something deep. Alright. So I've got a question for for the both of you. Be honest. It is with it. Have you ever been depressed? Yeah. Man. I hit the buzzer, my bad. Man. <laughs> 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 no, I was gonna say, yeah. Yeah. Multiple times, yeah. I say about like Three. Like throughout my you saying throughout life, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Just depression period. Have you ever been I in say depression? about three and like two two kind of big ones. Yeah, like they lasted like more than like a few months. Yeah. I mean it wasn't like major depression, but it was like rough. It yeah, like it was, it was rough, like get out of bed. Yeah. Rough to get out of bed type of thing. Yeah, I mean I'd get I was getting out of bed, but it was just rough, yeah. Like it was rough to get out. And it's interesting, like, I feel like each time I learned something more that helped for the next, and then by, like, now, that I guess I'd probably say, like, probably I've gone through, like, three. Now I'm, like, well-equipped, I feel like, to, to handle any challenges if I ever get, like, in a state of mind where I feel sad. And, yeah, just develop better coping strategies than I had before, because before, I didn't have any strategies. I mean, I didn't, I know what I was doing. You know, I was like 18, 16, or whatever. Yeah, I was young. So I didn't really have any coping strategies. But I feel like what really helped the most was actually physical activity. Because having, doing that, like, it just kind of clears your mind. And especially if you, like, if you're doing it routinely, like that really changed, changed it up for me. Yeah, I've uh, I felt depressed mostly when I got out of a relationship that I really wanted to be in. Yeah. After that, I would I would be you know I'd be in a in a rough a rough state emotionally, and it would be difficult to have the drive to do things. But you know, I remember just being like, dude, you just got you got to get out of bed. You got to start the day. Got to do that. And then time, you know, time passes, you develop better habits, and you learn things. I think, uh, I could be wrong, but I feel like experience helps you with learning. Learning through experience helps you oh, with yeah. dealing with potentially depressing things. Because now I feel like, just like Jay was saying, I feel like I got good strategies, I got a good routine that helps me to stay on an even keel state of mind. And uh, one thing that helps me to stay even keel is, you know, I read a lot of uh, Vedic Hindu literature and stuff, or I have read back in the day when I came back from the jungle. And one of the things that they said was, those souls who can remain steady in both happiness and distress, surely those who are the ones who are uh, eligible for liberation. They're talking about liberation from uh, bondage, like bondage of the soul, when the soul makes karmic ties to the worldly stuff, yeah. worldly things. So if someone can remain steady in happiness and distress, 
even when you got the hot, like the good, the best shit, you know, if you can remain steady and just have that state of mind, like I know at some point there will be distressing uh, things. You don't get too far wrapped up in the joy. It allows you to kind of not really be uh, so washed away with the, the currents that come in life, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that comes with time. I think that comes with learning. And I think that comes with experience. But it's interesting because I feel like, oh, well, well, here's the answer. I was going to say I feel like even old, older people, though, can be depressed. But then that's missing the, the potentially the learning part, you know, the learning through experience. Like if you don't learn other strategies, if you don't dive into things that essentially cultivate wisdom, you know what I'm saying? Because you got to, as you grow, you would ideally want to step away from those things that make you depressed and stuff. You know, stop doing those things. Stop self-deceiving yourself. You know what I'm saying? And it's so interesting, man. I've been listening to this stuff about Socrates and Plato and Aristotle and just the evolution of not just philosophy, but just how uh, thought, like the meaning, the they called it the meaning crisis because we seem to be in a, a crisis where people are lacking living a meaningful life. Okay. And it's so interesting the, the type of things that, that they were saying about staying away from some self-deception and working towards... When they say know thyself, it's saying it's not saying know who you are or know what kind of person you are. It's know how you operate. Yeah, I don't want it to go too far off of your depression thing, but I think that's a it's it goes hand in hand with knowing how you operate. You're right. The dad goes hand in hand with the depression thing. So Yeah. Um what about you, what about you? What about me, man? So when it comes to depression and myself, bro, to be honest, and I'll be completely honest, I think, actually I know, I've been in a state of, I don't want to say like deep depression, it was, it was most likely mild, but I've been in that state for a very long time, mm. a very long time, and I remember exactly what got me there. And then, and I'll, I'll talk about that, but the moment I got out of it, I changed my mindset, everything started to come towards me. Like, all of my attracting powers went into full effect. Like good I, stuff? Good stuff. Mm. I, the nuances in life were, like, so blatant and obvious to me, you know? Whereas I wasn't seeing those before. Mm. I was seeing life through uh, some jaded lens. You know, yeah, it wasn't as colorful as I remembered it. Or yeah, it wasn't as colorful as I remembered it to be, especially young. Bro, so we took the trip up to uh, New York to the govern- Governor's Ball, right? The first one? Yeah, the first, the first one. one. Yeah. Governor's Music Ball. Festival. Music yeah. Festival. Cool. And cool festival. yo, New York was beautiful, bro. Beautiful. And he didn't want to go, bro. You know that he didn't want to go. <laughs> Yo, he, I had to force it, man. Doesn't matter. New York <laughs> was beautiful. The town was 
Pop, I said town. The city was populated. You <laughs> can tell he's not from there. <laughs> I went to a little town called the, the neighborhood. Was populated. <laughs> <laughs> the city was was packed with like what do you outsiders, tourists, like energy, had, had all energy, of that. Yeah, the New York Dude, energy. electric. The the what? New York energy. Man, really, everybody was taking a bus to this governor's bus. Remember, packed with like. I yeah, said yeah. to myself, yo. Kids. What is life? Like this is this is what this what God feel like. Like this is what God, <laughs> this is why this this is why it was made. It was made to see the the miraculous beauty, the beauty in life, the the you know, the how vibrant, how colorful life could be, can be potentially. Mm. Actually it always is. But it's how you see it, right? Perspective. Uh paradigm. What's your paradigm? How your view on it? So that was the peak of, how, you know, the colorful life that I had. Then about a, a year or two, I think 2018, I got into a very dark place, right? Where I was always second-guessing myself. Doubt was always prevalent. Like, it, it just didn't matter. Any decision that I had to make. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to go into a store, I, I would sit in my car for a bit and say, there's gonna be people in there. I don't want to be around people right now. Like I would have these conversations with myself, and I didn't know it was unhealthy. I didn't know it was bad. I didn't know, you know, it would prevent me from being the person that I am today. I did not know that. Mm. Yo, this uh, brain fog was was an everyday thing. I was still writing music, still writing songs. Couldn't remember a lick of my lyrics. You can you can tell me to get on stage and perform. You'd be like, bro, I don't know my lyrics. Mm. Dude, that's your song. What are you talking? You know what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. No, I don't know my lyrics. You couldn't tell me to go talk to somebody. It's talk to a girl. What? Bro, nah, she doesn't like me. Off rip. Didn't say anything. Didn't say a word to her. Yo, she doesn't like me, man. Damn. You know, like yeah. that was just my my state of mind. What did that? What did that come from? Like, how did you get out of that? Ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'll be honest, man. I'll be honest. It came from one person in particular. One person who made me. <laughs> That's one, you. one person. <laughs> and no, then the deep thoughts podcast a, started. It was, no, a, sure. <laughs> it was a girl who made me doubt myself. Like everything about myself, but it was it was self inflicted. So because I wasn't getting the responses from her, or I wasn't getting like true emotions, because she was manipulating, manipulative, mm-hmm. it affected me. It made me doubt everything that I did, from my music to my like career to anything, whatever it was that I did, I doubted it mm-hmm. because I had doubts. And her, like, I didn't know if she, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if that makes sense. But I didn't know if I had love for her. That was doubt number one. And then that trickled down to everything else in my life, every aspect of it. I didn't know if my relationships with my, my relationships with my, my parents were good and healthy. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I doubted everything. Now, how did I get out of that? Uh, Damn, bro. Cause I know it, but it's like now, now my, my my mind wants to like get all hazy and 
crazy. But um, what really helped me was, oh, I know, affirmations. Personal affirmations, not, not internet, not YouTube. Hey, say this, say that. None of that. Personal. Just me sitting with myself and saying, yo, I'm king. Like, I have my power. I'm good. You can't tell. You know what I'm saying? I erased that doubt for me. Hmm. It took a very long time, of course. Did you write them down or were you just... No, nah, this was them? all mental. Because hmm. don't, I don't know what you're thinking about. I don't know what's going on in your head. But for me, I would sit with myself. Like, I mean, long hours. I'd go for long drives and just talk good to myself. Hey, man. Today we're going to have a good day. Hey man, let's write this song. We could do it in one day. Hey, let's go, let's go talk to these people. Let's get to know them. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. Positive self-talk. Positive self-talk. Damn. Help me get out of that. And Jeez. then somebody, what what somebody in write that down. Positive self-talk can get you out of depression. <laughs> it mean it was the the inner dialogue, right? Yeah. Because it went because it went that, from from doubt to Change it up so it's more positive, more transmuting. Uh, oh, that's all you're doing is oof. is transmutation. That's it. But you don't you don't in the beginning you might not believe it though. Oh right? no, you don't. You just gotta no. keep on. You gotta keep on it. Yes, because right. what and I said this before, what goes on in here, bro, in your inner world is reflected outside. For sure. Like I mean, to the littlest of things, bro. Love on that. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's reflected. Um, and what took it to the next level was, of course, Seymour retention and shit. But, you know. <laughs> That's some king. Yeah, king it, it took me to the you next. You are worthy. <laughs> and that's how I feel about depression, bro. Yeah, I was same. in it for, like, years, dude. Mm, mm. So in it, I didn't even know I was in it. And that's what I mean by you're surrounded yeah, by darkness. Like, that's what happens. Anything could take me. Anything could take me off. I think uh, going back to uh, the the Socrates dialogue and and his their whole talk about and obsession with the cultivation of wisdom, I think it was for exact reasons like that because of the tendency that humans have to fall into self deception, things that aren't true about themselves, and negative self talk and all these things. So they obsessively wanted to talk to get to the depths of what it means to be human and how to exacerbate or get out the potential, like the good parts of being human. And I think uh, one of the things that was interesting that they brought up was the natural tendency of of people, of human beings, to want to know the truth about themselves, to want to know the truth about reality, and kind of we have a naturalness to want to be like know about ourselves and know about life and stuff and this is most likely why we have this whole eastern the west is now adopting a lot of the eastern philosophies like in mass now we hear mindfulness almost all the time now everybody yeah. knows what mindfulness is now yeah, even and the apple watch the apple watch uh it said like every now and then i get a reminder of practice a one minute mindfulness meditation. right imagine this. imagine like in the 20s and excuse me in the 30s they weren't talking about mindfulness. Oh, you know what I'm saying? oh, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm reading four books 
or I'm listening to four different books. <laughs> Simultaneously. <laughs> you said, yeah, I finish one, I hop on to the next one, maybe I'll yeah. go back and listen to I feel, yeah. Four different books I'm listening to. 1916, no, 1912, one of them. 1916, another. Hmm. 1920. All of them are talking about... That's when they were published? All of them are oh. talking about the universe and mm. mind. Oh, wow. And into all... I'm like, hold up, hold mm. up. That's how I know, like, for a fact I know. So we like to vote because this is our time. This is when we're alive, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in my body, you're in yours. We're just we're having a good time. We're talking. And everybody, like, the chatter around us is, hey, uh, you know, mindful, the Eastern way of, mm-hmm. of living. Everybody's talking about that. And then we sit down and we say, yo, man, we're the first, like, you know, generation or the, or the group of people who know about this, the world is going to change. It's going to change tomorrow. Like, we're all going to be great. Just give it about 15 years. Everybody would be like, just vibing, peaceful on a yoga <laughs> mat, just chilling. Kumbaya. Bro, they knew about that from way back. Mm. From way back. And that's like, maybe this is just me, but knowing that, having that information takes you to the next level. Yeah, of course. I mean, because think about what we're talking about. We're talking about the cultivation of wisdom. Like you, like what I was talking about, mindfulness, this was brought back. Socrates was talking about Yes. Like that was. It goes back. Time antiquity. And then we just happen to still be like that today because they were so on point. Like that's a real, like we can't get away from that. And the interesting thing that he said that they were talking about mindfulness was that the people who practice mindfulness have been shown to be able to access the flow state or being in the zone easier. Mm. People who practice mindfulness, which is just like being aware of your surroundings, listening, just being quiet and listening to what's going on. Mm. You can get into being in the zone easier. And then people, why is being in the zone such a cool thing? Because what happens in the zone is you get downloaded, bombarded with cascading insights. Insight. Insight is the key. And insight is, you know, that's a that's why it's a, a light bulb. It was a something that you didn't previously think of. It was something that you didn't have any knowledge of before. And now it just ha- it's just automatically flowing at least like you're tapped in something greater than you that's given you the answers to move like people that are surfing, they're in the zone under the wave and they're not thinking. Thought is gone. This is a just true, tapped in, being human. Your potential is being actualized in the moment Mm. through insight. And they were talking about this is the difference between propositionally knowing God, which is God, I know God is real or the universe is real because of a set of beliefs. That were told to me. Yeah. Knowing God based on a proposition and participatorily knowing God. That's being in the zone where I am participating in it actively, actualizing myself because here's the key. The future is open. The future is open. So you can participate in the creation of it with the most high. So they said another word for God is progress. That's why insight brings you to do these new things in the moment because you are participating 
with God as God, no thought in the actual activity of whatever it is you're doing. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. Listen. Woo. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Listen. Woo. Well, you need to have like a soundboard like, <laughs> damn, son. <laughs> where did you find it? You gotta we, put that I don't there. have that sound. That I only have some weird sounds. Yo, listen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> It don't matter, but look, listen, let me tell you, man. The new soundboard. Because I got to speak directly to you when I say this. There's also a camera here. God, oh. We got, we got three cameras now. God damn, all y'all. <laughs> look, God, it's all about expansion, expansion of life. Mm. Remember that Drake album or playlist? More life. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. Mm. If you're a power, if you're a power, if you're a part of that, you know, expansion. Oh, oh, you in a mix. Mm-hmm. What, like, what, what do you? How do I say this? And I don't mean this to be materialistic or whatever. But what do you need to to have that happen or to make that happen? Oh, you're gonna get it. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you're a part of that expansion, dude. Mm. You're a part of that more, that that life. If you're not, guess what? You're on the opposite side. Mm. When you're on the declining side of, of, oh, you're not giving anything to life. You're not, you know, you're basically, yeah, you're moving back. Bro, and this is, this is sad news. But your life starts to deterior, deteriorate, deteriorate, whatever. Mm-hmm. It starts to fade away. Bro. That's why yesterday, so yesterday I had the the showcase performance that I was telling you guys about and it was, you know, I had just, I just got my snake, you know, it was the second day I had her. I want to spend some time with her. I really don't want to drive up to Coral Springs and perform. I really don't. It's my first time doing a showcase. In my mind, I'm like, I, I have a new song called Recovering Faith where at the end of it, I sing a really loud high note. And yeah. I did, I showcased it at last Wednesday at the open mic. And I did it as my third song because Goldmine, my boy, he wanted me to get on stage with him right before he, right before um, he went before me. So, and we have songs together and I sing too. Mm-hmm. So my voice wasn't strong. So when I hit that high note uh, as the third song, my voice cracked. So, but I had to backtrack, so you couldn't really tell, but I noticed. And that was a new song, so I was like, damn, I was a little... But everybody still gave me love, whatever. So, last night, I'm like, damn, I gotta do this high note again. I wanna hit it, but I know... I don't know if I... I felt that I could, but I'm like, damn. Is that little doubt, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm putting myself out there, and this is my voice, like... It's like a little pressure of a challenge. And I'm like, I'd rather just be at home, man. I don't even want to do this. Yeah. I get to this place. The, the, the show's taking mad long for them to start. Uh, I end up locking my keys in my car at one point. And it's just all this stuff. I, I didn't really eat well. So all this stuff that's like, dude, just just go home, man. Just go home and just, just chalk it up to... But I knew that if I were to go home and I were to quit, mm-hmm. I would have been like the next morning, I would have regretted it. Yeah. And so I I ended up calling Geico. That dude came so fast, pause. So fast. Came he came fast. 
unlock the thing. Yeah. I have oh, my keys man. free. Yeah. Do that for you? Free, yeah, free oh, of charge. Good insurance. And I, I, I was like, oh, oh, shoot, that was just like that. I got my keys back. <laughs> right. And, and then okay. my boys, because I had to use my phone for the track, and the Geico guy was called, was about to call me, and I thought he was going to call me while I had the, the music plugged in, so it might have messed the thing up. But my boy was like, yo, you're... You're going, you're going on in a little bit. I'm like, all right, that worked out. And yeah. I'm like, yo, I gotta, I'm not leaving. Like, even though I'm tired, dude, I, I have the song. That's my first song, Recovering Faith. In my head, I'm like, God, flow through me. Like, I'm gonna nail this shit, dude. And I fucking crushed it, bro. Yeah. Crushed it, dude. I'm talking about the power came out of my voice where my whole body was full as I was singing it. And, you know, everybody was just blown away. And I knew that I could do that. And I'm glad that I put myself through that. And, you know, I looked at Goldmine right after, like, yo, dude. He was like, yo, you hit that. People came up to me. This is my first song, giving me dap on the stage. Yes, and I still got more songs to go. And I'm like, this is progress. Uh, I, yeah, I posted it on Instagram. Oh, we, we can, uh, we'll put it on the video. Okay, yeah. yeah this, it's just that. on my story. Yeah, we could, we could definitely do that. All right. But the... I'm just happy that I challenged myself and to me that's progress. To me that's God. That's 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 me participating because the key word here is participation. Like you it's one thing to know God and be like, yeah, I believe in God. I have faith. Yes, God is real, but you are also that as well. So you can participate with God as God and it's like you said, what do you need? Like what do you want? The premise, though, is that you have to participate in life. Then you can be able to get what you're asking for. And, dude, that's a whole different ball game when you're like, you know what? I got to show up. Yes, you know I mean? Like, man. I got to show up. I be speaking this to my <laughs> boys all the time. I know a lot of them, they be like... What is he talking about, bro? You want your this movie? man again? I always, I'm like, bro. I'm like, yo, oh, listen. God is God is right here, yo. Like, right here. It. Uh, and I've I found the truth. Like, not the truth, but it was proven to me. And I didn't really need proof, but you know, just. So what I said was to myself. I said, Damn, man. I don't know how I'm gonna get this, but tomorrow, tomorrow, I really need, really need $100. Mm. Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Mm. I really need $100. I don't know how I'm gonna get it, but I really need it. Matter of fact, I already have it. It's mine. And I let it go. I had instant faith. Tomorrow, the next day, Speaking to the mic, bro. I got a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he got a hundred dollars. I got a hundred dollars. Look, listen, but I couldn't have got, I didn't get the, I didn't just get it for free. It was a give and take, of course. Right? There was, um. The opportunity presented yeah, itself. But the opportunity, yeah. yes. But exactly what, it, it, to the T. Not a hundred and one. Not 99, bro. A hundred dollar bill. Like, What? Mind exploded. I said, yo, it's a rap. It's a rap, dude. I'm here for it. I'm here for whatever, like, whatever I got to do to make 
people around me better, I'm doing it. Like I'm being of service, complete service. Mm -hmm. I don't care which, what, what, yo, what is it that you want to do? What can I help you with? Mm -hmm. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Oh my goodness, man. That's, that's, that's the key right there, man. Being in, being in service. Like that's a huge part of the participation. I feel like that's like, Service, man, because I feel like not to get all you know woo woo or anything like that, but like, <laughs> yo, like we hear so often that service is the nature of the soul, but not service like a slave. I mean, yeah, service no, no. to God, yeah. service to that which you are a part of, and the reason that it works, it works, is because you are a part of it. So when you're serving it, you are filling your own cup. It's like using. In the Vedic Hindu literature, God or Krishna is referred to as a desire tree. And they say, your desires are like leaves on that tree. And your service is the watering of the root of that tree. So your service to God, which is the tree, is watering the roots of the tree where your desires are eventually going to mm -hmm. bloom on as the yep. leaves. And that's Crazy. It's not crazy, but it's just interesting because we think of service as some sort of slave, like, you know what I'm saying? Some sort of unwilling labor or like, I have to serve a master type of thing. Like, no, no, you have to frame it in a way where you see service. You're actually serving that which you are a part of. Yeah. So you're actually filling your own cup, which is why it works. So when you ask to participate, that's why like, so many people pray before they go on stage and stuff like that or before they do something. They're like, God, like, use me. You know, use me. Use me to then benefit others. Obviously, I want to do great and I want to I wanna enjoy, but let my enjoyment be your enjoyment as well. And then on top of that, use me. You might inspire. You might touch somebody. You yeah. might change somebody's whatever mm -hmm. just by you stepping out of the way and then being like, this performance or this act that I'm doing, I'm not just doing this for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, my boy told me yesterday, he was like, yeah, yo, you're doing this for you. Which is true. You know, I'm doing it because I wanted to challenge myself. But you better believe before I went up there and before every performance, I talk with God and I say, dear God, use me. Like, use me. Even when I my voice cracked, I, I, I asked God, flow through me. And my voice cracked, but everybody still loved it. And yeah. everybody still was like, dude, that song, I can't get it out of my head. And, I'm, you know, everybody was only talking about the good stuff. But service, man. Un and key thing about service is unconditional service. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like giving without ask, giving without expecting something in return. And, again, the reason that it feels so fulfilling to do that is because we are this is our natural state. Like, this is our golden light when you go to the heavenly platforms. Not to get all woo-woo, most likely, but I, I've done a lot of research on near-death experiences. So I've cum uh, accumulated everybody, all the research I've done throughout the years, and, you know, I, there's most likely a life after death. We all can agree. Like, we all f have those same sentiments, I'll say. And a lot of that is like, man, I felt like I was back home and all this stuff. And, you know, those tenants that are explained to the souls that cross over because people have questions and stuff is like, yeah, service, service. 
to God, like unconditional service. That's the way to go. You know, that's that's why you're there. You know, expand, like get out there yeah. and, and get it, like do it, do it. And that goes right back to that participation. But I love that you brought uh, participating in service because I think that's a that's an important point. Yeah, that's dope, bro. The cultivation of wisdom, man. I think that's that's because I've been on that kick lately, man. I've been on that kick lately, crazy, just about because I think everything that we're talking about goes into living a life full of purpose, Mm. living a life full of meaning. You know, to counteract mm-hmm. that depression that, that, you know, people fall into, you have to know these things, I feel like. But you have to be in a space where you're willing to cultivate wisdom, mm. you know. And um, I think that those things are important because they can, like, like we said, offset depression. And it has to do with tenants like participation and everything that we're talking about. And it's just interesting that I found that in the ancient tenets of what people think of as philosophy. But it's like, nah, you got to understand that, again, when, when, they, when Socrates said, know thyself, he was saying, know how you operate. Know your tendencies for self-deception. Know the, your, your capacity to cultivate wisdom. Know that you need to cultivate character in order to do that. Know that you need to cultivate living virtuously, and this is what it means to be human. You know what I'm saying? Know how you operate. Like you have to, ca- you have to cultivate character. Like you have to be a person of character, a person of substance, if you really want to participate in your highest fashion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because imagine yeah. that. Imagine if you would have folded. Imagine if I would have folded yesterday. And uh, I would have not went through with the the performance, or you would have not went through with whatever it is that you challenged. You would have failed that day seventy, or you would have not put this podcast together. Or you know, imagine if you didn't have that character in you to, if you had, if you just gave up easily. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't be able to move forward forward in a way that you would if you did have character. You have to cultivate that, and I think that's why all of these things speak to us so strongly when we dive into narratives like the hero's journey and all these superhero movies they all speak to us because we all have that craving to live a life where i know that i have good strong character and i'm worthy of overcoming that challenge and you know when i see when captain america faced off on those yeah. dudes and they were he was there by himself i had goosebumps I had goosebumps. Yeah. Did you ever watch the Loki series? Nah, nah. I didn't watch uh, the didn't ones watch on Loki? Disney Plus. Uh, I was going <laughs> to do a reference to one of those. Yeah. What was it? A, mo- a moment like that? Yeah, a moment like that. But it wasn't even like a major moment. It was very small. Like it was like there was an old Loki and he he goes out by yelling glorious purpose. And like because his whole life, like he's like he was the only Loki that had reached old age because mm. he he escaped death some, somehow by doing something that wasn't a... Like, like he was like a coward in a way, mm. so he but he went out by like yeah just like he did something where he he really found meaning and he went. I was like when I saw that I was like then that's that's how you go out you know like tough, like just glorious purpose just yelling tough <laughs> to tough, tough tough purpose man purposes that's where that's where we're, that's 
people want to live that life, man, a life full of purpose. I was going to ask you guys, or I wanted to ask you guys, how do you guys uh, deal with comfort? Because there's a, there's, a, there's a space where you get too comfortable, but you don't want your life to be like uncomfortable all the time, right? So how do you guys balance that? What do you guys try to do, or if anything? How do I deal with comfort? Like, well, yeah, like what, what do you, what do you, like, yeah, how do you deal with it? For example, here, I'll, I'll give you how I deal, or I'll try to kind of like get uncomfortable in a way. Because I feel like it's important to to do the, uh, to get uncomfortable because that's gives you opportunity for growth. Definitely, mm. definitely. And what I do and I've done like in the past is uh, I've tried to like do like one month challenges, kind of like what you said earlier. Like exactly. One month challenges, and I started. I mean, I haven't done it consistently for three years, but I, I think around three years ago, or maybe yeah, maybe four, I did a. I did two challenges. One month, I woke up at six in the morning and I went to run each morning. Mm. And that, I'd say that one changed my life. Another one that changed my life in, was I went vegetarian for a month and then I stuck with it for three years. Wow. And that, that, yeah, deserves, a, that deserves a little clap, a little clap, <laughs> clap, clap. clap. <laughs> but I mean, now I eat chicken and fish only. I mean, I eat like vegetables and stuff mm. but yeah the only meat i eat is chicken and fish i think i think putting yourself in uncomfortable positions is definitely definitely necessary because it toughens you it toughens you to to i got a friend that he is gripped by porn addiction you know and he uh i met with him maybe like three or four days ago and um we had a conversation once, and then he was like, yeah, I went 24 days, and then he just fell back down and was doing it every day, every day, every day. And um, I was talking to him like, bro, you have to start by doing diff difficult things. Like, try to do one hard thing a day. Like, whether it's physical activity, go to the gym, or take a cold shower for the last 30 seconds of the shower, because what that's doing is that's training your mind to, because comfort is dragging you like this. Like you, comfort, you're in your comfort zone so much that when you're home, your pleasure sensors are like, you know, driving you all the way to the ultimate pleasurable thing, which is a release. You know what I'm saying? So the more that you do a difficult thing, the more that you'll have that capacity to deal with those temptations that are not good for you because mm -hmm. if you stay in comfort zone too long when the temptations that are not good for you come along they're going to wash you away because those temptations present themselves as man this is even more comfortable than what you're feeling right now so come come on come on down and people go right down you know what i'm saying so i feel like like when you take a cold shower for example your body goes into fight or flight and your body's like dude let's get out of here but you are like Nah, chill. Like we're gonna chill. So it's the it's the Co same. Cold thing. exposure actually releases dopamine. There was I like a study cold re exposure. recently. Cold exposure. Yeah, and I've been doing um I've been doing it a little bit. Like I don't do it every day, but mm -hmm. I feel like it's it's a great way to wake up. Like if you want to wake up, like the last thirty seconds, just put the coldest it can get, and you'll be Jeez. wide awake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you'll be wide awake. For me, um. Comfort, man. 
Because it's not bad. Comfort is not bad. Right. You know? I got like, big ass king size bed. Man. Yeah, yeah, like comfort is good. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you you need you need a balance of that. Yeah. You don't wanna, you don't want to live a life that's uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. All the time, yeah. you would just be on edge. Yeah, I personally, because it it just depends on what what we talk about when it comes to comfort. So if it's just like growth, personal growth, then yeah, I always put my I, I don't always, but I like to put myself out there. Mm-hmm. So around people who I, you know, personally or usually wouldn't be around. Just getting to be in that circle and having conversations with them, see where they take me intellectually. Or if I, you know, w- whatever path this this moment takes us on, I'm with it. So there was a moment last year, towards the, the latter end of it, around this time, I was putting myself in a lot of sketchy, like, positions. But what I know, what I noticed, what really I noticed was. after, <laughs> what I noticed after every like uh, event or ride, I got exactly what we were talking about, which is the W, hmm. wisdom. Mm. Every every mm. experience. I was thinking when you <laughs> thought of better than <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> Wisdom, yo, that's real, every that's the real W. Yeah, it is. <laughs> every experience gave me the wisdom, like, and it was all from intent, right? So, uh, one one was the trip to the Everglades. I was fighting it, man. I was like, nah, dude, I don't want to go. Oh, he was fighting. I remember him I was telling me. I was like, nah, I don't want to go, bro. I kept it. The dude who kept, you know, he kept calling me, text me, yo, man, come on, you, you gonna meet us at, you gonna meet us at Roots? I said, yo, bro, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. My car, bro, I don't think I can go, man. I'm, I can't make it. Oh, it's your address, man. We'll come pick you up. Oh my. <laughs> what? <laughs> I told him. I, I remember him telling me this, and I was like, hey, man, if you don't want to go, don't go. <laughs> like, yo, I said, you know what? Whatever, man. Dude, Clothes on my back. I just went with them. Ended up being the best experience of my it life. It was the solar... Solar, uh, the conjunction. Hmm. I got the Something. biggest W. Like, I was with different people. A marine biologist, a super spiritual mom. She's not even a mom. She treated us like oh. her children. That's what I mean by mom. <laughs> yeah. She, you know, she... Uh, a, an amazing... And two amazing other, like, people. And we were just sharing, like energies man we had a bonfire we were burning like anyways i put myself out there that was me getting incredibly uncomfortable and i came out with an amazing like this is what helped me get better with people because i i wasn't a people person and i'm still kind of like i'm grow i'm trying i'm you know i'm, I'm getting there yeah but that's what to. got me there that's what got me here being uncomfortable yeah, just being uncomfortable, participating with, like, yo, I was asking for these events, for these moments to come, and I got them. I just took them, and I ran with it. Mm-hmm. There were, those were moments that put me on edge, man. Now, back to the, the porn addiction. I want to say a little bit about that. Is it, I mean, a bit of it can be, you know, him wanting to be comfortable, right, or people wanting to be comfortable. A bit of it can be that, but have we, have you guys ever looked at the side of um, like a, a stressor or an anxiety or a, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's not just, all right, yo, I'm just going to go home 
open up my laptop, go watch porn. It's a coping it could, mechanism it could, for stress. It's coping. Yeah, so something could be going on. Like something can trigger that. So maybe let's say true. let's say you're home and you're bored. Like, oh, you know, I could go watch some porn. Or you're home and maybe you just got into a fight. <clears throat> go watch some porn. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. what but you can't just kill off the the porn like just close the laptop, kill the porn. That will kill you. Like you have to go back to the reason why. Why are you Flipping up that that laptop. Why are you yeah. typing? What is making you feel like that? What emotion are you hiding from? What you know, like what's bringing you down that path? Is it someone that you know you don't want to? Is it someone that's making you feel like this, or is it yeah. a situation that's make is is your job stressful? Is your living circumstances not you know to your life? Whatever it is, like figure that out, deal with that, and then. Closing that lap, like, you know, deleting the, your whatever, whatever. Yeah. Yes, definitely. That's, exactly, that's one of the things that we talked about, because mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, man, I was talking to this girl, and um, I got basically got rejected, and then it just put me on a bender. So he was dealing with the stress of rejection, yeah. and um, it just, it, you know, it cascaded into that. And I told, I shared with him something that I seen on Instagram from Dr. Jason Wilson. He was like, I was talking to my overweight friend and my overweight friend was saying, man, I can't stick to this diet. I, I just I just can't seem to stick to this diet. And Dr. Jason Wilson was like, you don't suffer from a lack of discipline. Lack of discipline is not what you have. You suffer from a lack of desire. You don't want to be here talking to me about this diet. You don't want to be here talking about a diet. You really don't. And when it comes to those porn addictions, like, how bad do you really want to change? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if you don't have that desire strong enough, you're not going to do it. Like, because at the end of the day, that's what you have to have that desire. Yeah. It, the desire comes first, then the discipline comes. Yeah. It's not the discipline, then the desire. Do you even see a problem with it? Like, do you, for an, for an example, because... A problem with what? With porn. Like, oh. do you see a problem with... Well, if you're addicted to it. I, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Do you, but do you see that? Well, actually, I don't... I don't oh. see any good in it, really. No, and I understand I how you feel. I know, mm. I understand how we feel. Let but when you're in that, because remember, it goes back to... It is harmful being, brain. Um, and cat and encapsulated by that, that by that darkness but and I I say darkness you know mm. what I mean when I say that yeah 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 so um can you use it as a catalyst to jump into the light yeah kind of thing like do you see what you what you're in do you see your situation because if you don't then it's not a problem for you mm. like that's just lifestyle that's just the way of life now it's okay yo I just got out of work go home let me just let me yeah. just fap a little bit you know what I'm saying? That's how you see it. But it, it isn't until, yo, I do this all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were like that, though. Like, we had, like, when we when porn first came out, I wasn't thinking about this as bad. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. You know? okay. Like, okay. the days of LimeWire, I was downloading <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Man, I, didn't have, yeah, I didn't have no problem. <laughs> I didn't think about anything bad. Yeah. 
you're right. But then comes a switch, right? It goes from... Because it makes you feel like you're getting that reward. It makes you feel like you're having sex or you're meeting a whole bunch of women. Mm-hmm. And it's a different girl every time. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. the same... It and makes that's you, not reality. Yeah, it's not real. So it makes you feel like you're having sex with all of these women... With no with, effort. With no effort. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And because you have no, like, you know, be, because you're not putting any effort in and it's coming to you like this, what the fuck is going to Your body is saying to you, your mind is saying to you, bro, you're good. Like, you don't, the fuck, what, what do you have to work hard for? What do you have to, you know, wake up and go work out for? What do you have to, you know, go get these women for? You ha- You clearly have 50 of them. You know what I'm saying? Every month, you clearly have 50. You don't. You're good. That's why I think it's not a good thing. Like uh, it, it plays on it plays on the vulnerabilities of a man. You know, it plays on it. And Damn. you know, it, it wasn't until the moments where we we figured out the truth. You know, it's like you're in a relationship this whole time with something or someone, and then you find out what they really have been doing to you yeah. all this time. Yeah, and you're like, damn. That actually wasn't so good for me. Yeah. And now I got to deal with the repercussions of it. Now I got to heal myself. Mm-hmm. And it's that that is, that's what made me be like, oh, snap, I got to change, man. Like, I got 10, 15 years of an addiction that I have to rewire. Ah. And I have to, in order for me to live the life that I know that I can live, like really actualize myself to the fullest. Okay, so we go back to um, that awareness, right? Yeah. The image. Yes. It yeah. can't, you saw it. Yeah. Doesn't matter what you say to this friend. Doesn't matter. They got to see it. Mm-hmm. They got to feel it. They got to know what, what it is for them. Because remember, I Words are words are words, man. Yeah, definitely. You can be in class all day and listen to a teacher talk, but if you're not, you know, if you're not like understanding what she's saying, you're not getting that information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, man. I, you, I told him that's a, one of the things I told him too was, bro, you're not. I could say all this stuff to you. We were saying things like, dude, you can call us whenever you have that, you know, because I have people that I can call, like my boys, because we all on a journey together. And I was like, dude, you can call us, but I will say this. You are not going to want to call us when you're going through it. You're not, you're most likely not going to call us. So you got to figure, you got to deal with it. You got to know that it's just going to be you in the house. So you got to get to a point like, what is it going to take for you to figure out and overcome that. That's something that you got to figure mm-hmm. out, brother. Like, I can say all the words that I can to you. And, you know, we had the first talk, and you went 26 days. And then, you know, you, you know, you, you fell, whatever. And then you didn't get back up on the horse. So it just shows you, like, yeah, we could talk, 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 just like you're saying. But, dude, nobody's going to be with you in the house. You by yourself, brother. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta yeah. figure out what it is that you really want. How bad do you want it? Like, you know that this shit is fu- is is messed up. Like, I talked to him. I was like, bro, you, what do you want? You know, like, what do you want? And he was yeah. like, he was saying all the standard shit. Like, 
I want to be my best self. I want to be good with women. I want to be confident. And I was like, do it then. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you really yeah. want that? You know what I'm saying? Like, you really got to, because he has it. He knows, he knows it, but he doesn't have that yeah. desire strong you, yet. You did it already though, man. You're good. Like, you planted the seed. Yeah. You planted the seed. It's a rise. Like, it'll come. It might take some time, but right. it'll come. From what, sure. I've, from what I've learned this year, from, this might be helpful, but like, I feel like having good coping strategies is is key because stuff is going to happen to us like regardless if we want it or not, you know? Mm-hmm. But if you have a good coping strategy, then it'll help you. Like, like if, for one, one, of, one of mine is like physical activity. That's like the, I'd say that's like one of the best because it's a stress relief. What do you do exactly? Um, I go to the gym and I, I run. My typical workout is like I run two miles and then I go do weightlifting. You was all over the place on the basketball court that day, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man, was yeah, getting rebounds, been... playing defense. <laughs> now I play Woo. ball too. I, I I do some other things too. Like uh, I try to switch it up. So yeah, I play basketball and I've been doing a little bit of kickboxing. Mm. And what was the other thing? Oh, and I'd say for for that example, I'd say small steps or for any example. Setting like small goals, especially from from the research I've done in like neuroscience and a whole bunch of other shit I've gone into, uh, setting small goals is very important because you'll set the what happens is when you when you get that goal, you'll release dopamine and what dopamine is good for is motivating you to actually do something like it gets for you moving. Sure, right, right, right. So setting those small goals will help could help your friend. Yeah. Actually changed the changed his behavior. He said he said, Yo man, after we had the first talk where he went twenty four days, during that first talk he was like, Yeah man, I'm going ninety one days. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> Yo All right, bro. That's a that's a lofty no, goal, man. man. What it's a journey. I don't want to discredit him, you know. He did end up going twenty six, which was the longest in like three years or something like that for him. But I'm like, dude, you probably better off you did 26, now go for 30. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. small yeah. steps. Small steps get you there. It's a journey, dude. And then for 40 to 60 will, will kick you, bro. But the last 30 was, was, was what are some, What are some of your coping strategies? For stress. Life. Like life stress. in general, yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> so, hey, hey, I don't know how you guys feel about this. But I am a Sagittarius moon. Yeah. Listen to me. Listen to me when I Thanks. say this. I am a Sagittarius moon. I know that might mean, that might, whatever. you. No, I'm good. Okay. It might not mean anything to you. You might be like, oh, man, you talking about astrology? Where is it? So check this out. Let us know. Check this out. Me being a Sagittarius moon, meaning my, how I think. Right. Um, yeah. I like travel. I like uh, being, how do you say, new places, new environments. I like Mm -hmm. deep thoughts and conversations. I like, you know, like beautiful things, right? So check it. This 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 is like Sagittarius. This is before I knew what Sagittarius was. I found myself getting in my car, and this was like over the last year or two myself getting inside my car and just driving like where it didn't matter i would just wake up in the morning go
go for a long drive. It could be in silence. It could be with a little beat playing in the back. And what that would do, would it would clear my mind. So without, it would put me in a meditative state without me having to like consciously put myself in a meditative state. Mm. That off rip lowered my stress levels. It put me in a different mindset, made me super creative. So if there was an idea, a song that I had to, you know, that was coming up to me, yo, hey, I'm going to just park for a little bit. Let me write something down. Mm. Like, I found just just traveling, man. Traveling is like my number one. Two would be walking, long walks. I would go to a park and just walk around, put on some headphones, same thing, put a beat in the back or just, you know, listen to nature. That would clear my head too. It's just the small things, man. Mm-hmm. It's the small things. Yeah. I, for me, my uh, the ways that I deal with stress. Shoot, man, I think I, I have a, a a strong tendency to frame things in ways that benefit me. Hmm. So if something happens to me that's unfavorable, I'll immediately jump to, this was here for some sort of reason, Ooh. and that immediately like kind of lowers yeah. the stress of it, and and I'm just like. Yeah, this even though I don't know what that reason is, I have faith. You know, it's like I think it's, I think it's faith, faith that no matter what happens, I'm all right. You know, like no matter what happens to me from the outside world, at the end of the day, day, I'm fine because I got faith in God. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's interesting, faith in that that lecture that I was listening to with Socrates and all that. Faith was desi- was described as you know that you're on the right path because you're it's that feeling that you're aligned because you've been progressing like you're actively progressing so you have that sentiment that I'm on the right track because of my tendency to participate in service and progress mm-hmm. that feeling is faith yeah you know what I'm saying and it's like uh, one of these things that I learned in the Vedic literature was this phrase, my service is my shelter. So the more that I do things that are aligned with that, those kinds of energies, I feel like I'm sheltered no matter what happens. Yeah. You know, any stress that comes, I feel like as long as I continue on the path that I'm doing, I'll be all right. Hey, man, I'm with that. And that, that goes back to like last year when I was taking all of those random, you know, dangerous even trips. I always had <laughs> escapades. Going to the hood. Dude, going to the hood and gas stations at night. That's exactly Deeper what he did. That. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, yeah. And then yeah, more dangerous. But um, I found myself Yeah, I was doing that, but I always had faith. Like I always knew that I was good. I was alright. Always. Yeah. For every single like circle. That's why I was able to just no bag, no extra clothes, no nothing. Just go. Like, where are we going? Okay, cool, let's go. Mm. Or a random dude pull up. Hey, man, can I get a ride? Yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was... Dude, I'm not that. kidding. So all... <laughs> Damn, I was in some stuff, bro. But from every single one of those, like, experiences, I got something from it. Like, out in every single experience, I was there with God, bro. Like, 
Out yeah. for real. For real. If there was something that I was dealing with, I got the answers to it in that in that experience. Yep. Face, man. Face. And that's been another episode of Deep Thoughts, y'all. Yeah. We got the three cameras. Um, Young of is there anything you wanted to shout out? Uh, your, your YouTube, right? Follow me on Instagram, the Young Avelle, the Young Avelle, Y U N G, Y U N G A V E L L E. They said I was saying it too fast yesterday at the at the thing, so I slowed it down. <laughs> the Young Avelle Instagram. I'm also on YouTube. Definitely subscribe to my channel. I'll be dropping a lot more wisdom on my on my YouTube channel. Yeah, we'll have the links in the. The description yeah, and all for that. sure, for sure. New music coming, man. Bump Lone Star. Everybody loves Lone Star. And he's got a clothing line. I don't know if you. Yep, know. the Awakened Alpha merch. I'm gonna make some tweaks to the to the design. I'm gonna remove the Alpha off the bottom of the shirts and the yeah. the sweaters and all that. But definitely that link's gonna in all my YouTube descriptions. So rock that. Yeah, man. Well, thank Great you for coming here. out, man. Yeah. We got this new setup. We got three cameras now, and we got some new equipment. So. Thank you for coming, bro. We appreciate it. Sir, deep thoughts. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Deep Thoughts. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe. Our link tree is in the description, and you can check out previous videos in the on the YouTube channel. If you're watching on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a review. Maybe we'll read it on the podcast one of these days. After you uh, leave that rating and review, be sure to share it with friends, family, you know, deep thoughts. Come on, family. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's grow. Y'all take care. Peace.